my troubled soul why so weighed down you were not made to bear this heavy load cast all your burdens upon
place to be in his hands. He's our rock. We're grateful for that. Such a good spirit of worship. God bless you all for the specials this day and all the singing and the worship. We sure appreciate it. It creates an atmosphere, doesn't it? Amen. And God is pleased to be in that atmosphere. I was going to turn the service to Brother Moses and and I said, just maybe if you want to mention that it's somebody's birthday, he said, no, I'm not going there. So Sister Sharifa, happy birthday. <laughs> he says that one of her sons made mention of her birthday in Sunday school to the teacher and said that her his mom was 67 today. And <laughs> so we're going to work on math next. And... <laughs> But uh, anyway, we wish you a happy birthday. Also, um, is Sister Catherine? Sister Catherine, I believe, just came back from Nigeria. If she's not here, maybe she's listening. And God bless you. She had some health, uh, some sickness coming back, but I believe God has helped her. But her son Samuel, I believe, has also got a birthday today. So if he's listening, God bless him as well. Is he, is he there? Where? Okay. And, and then there's one other birthday. And uh, he's just being real quiet about it, but Brother Dwayne Ashley. <laughs> okay, listen, you're gonna have to come up here, Sister Sarah, and tell me anymore. I can only pick up. Okay. <laughs> anyway, God bless you all. Somebody's got a birthday every day, so whatever it is gonna be, it's gonna be. At any rate, we're gonna just turn the service, let the Lord minister to us. Really appreciate all the different gifts and all the different ways that God ministers to us in Psalm and in the word and uh, I believe as Brother Branham said they asked him the question will the bride have a ministry uh, before the coming of the Lord oh he says my it's of course it's going on right now it consists of prophets and apostles and pastors and teachers and evangelists and he says oh it'll be a great ministry this is what he said and then he says it will be so humble I, I believe the great one among us is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's sing, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus as our brother Moses comes. Turn, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Father, we thank you once again to be in the house this evening, Father, Lord, to 
like the song was said earlier father spend a little time lord to glorify you and to praise you but at the same time father it's a great privilege to be in your presence the great privilege to be under the sound of the word that you have sent in this last age to prepare the bride for the rapture it's a great privilege father to know that you are our father you are our redeemer father lord you are bringing us closer to you you are working in our lives you care about our needs father you speak to our heart father what a great privilege to know god that we are part of the plan of redemption in this last age but we want to say thank you for that we want to glorify your name to praise you oh father lord jesus christ we just want to turn our eyes to you to turn our eyes to your word to turn our eyes to hear what you have to say to our heart what the spirit is still speaking father we want to humble ourselves before you we ask forgiveness for any mistake any wrongdoings anything that was not correct father may the blood of jesus christ wash us and cleanse us father we desire father to go in a higher higher level of faith higher level father of relationship with you draw father may you draw us closer to you father as never before we surrender ourselves to you this evening father we love you and we thank you we thank you for the words spoken this morning father lord we don't want just to be the hearers lord we we pray that you make that a reality in our lives more and more may you bless the minister you used lord and we also want to remember brother john as he's ministering for this evening father may you be with him may you use him father may you give him favor with the people father where he is father as the the bride is being gathered we want lord just to surrender ourselves to you use the speaker and the hearers once again for the glory thank you for the specials thank you for the song thank you for the atmosphere thank you for the brother and sister father oh god how i'm so thankful that you put someone around me lord to help me to be an inspiration in my walk father an encouragement lord how we need one another more and more lord jesus christ we thank you for the body of christ Lord, we give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. May God bless you richly this evening. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so definitely happy to be in the house of the Lord this evening. I would just want to say also happy birthday, my dear wife. <laughs> I don't want to miss that. <laughs> but I changed a bit of version, but it's okay. <laughs> I say I don't want to I don't want to miss that for many other reasons too. <laughs> so I just want to say I love you, sweetie, and God bless you. Continue to to keep you until the rapture. Amen. <clears throat> I usually joke with her, say that you know, on the other side, you know, there is a quote and people say sometimes that on the other side you might find that you don't have the wrong you have the wrong one and God will give you the right one. I usually joke with her, you know, I, if I go on the other side and it, Turns out that there is a different one. I will tell God, I, don't, I want to keep this one. <laughs> Can you please let me continue <laughs> keep this one? <laughs> I already spent so much time with her. I know her so well, <laughs> and I love her. So please, if you want me to have the millennium, keep it. <laughs> let me have it. <laughs> so we usually joke about it. So. <clears throat> John 14, 11, 13. God bless you, by Jeff and the musicians. God bless you richly. And
John 14, 11 to 10. The Bible says, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I, I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And then the Bible continues, says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. And go again in Revelation 5. Revelation 5, 9, 10. It says, And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and have made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. May God bless his word, and also God bless you. Have a, can I have a seat? So never take for granted to be able to have uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and have a church, have a pastor, have a song leader, have, a, have musicians and have in my little time of life, in my little time of life it has happened uh, or a situation where I've been in a place where there is no church and, uh, or maybe for studies or I sent where and uh, oh, there is no church or you have to go to church only once a a week or maybe once, uh, two weeks, if someone has an opportunity to bring you and from that place to that place. And it was always the time that was hard and difficult. But when we have a time that we can gather around the revealed word of the hour and with brothers and sisters, it's always a blessing. Amen. So we thank God for that and for each and every one of you. I would like to, 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 to talk a little bit as a second part of what we shared last time. It's okay if you have already forgotten, and uh, it's fine as long, but I'm sure it, it was part of uh, is what we are eating. It always goes also a part on the spiritual health. You might not remember it, but it worked somewhere and somehow because God's word, will, God's word will never fail, amen? But I'll just build on what we went there, and um, as I'm ministering at, at Brother Zeke's, and um, it was a good time, and all I thought was just take a little bit of thought from that a little bit, and then. Um, Continue on that. I would like to give it the title, The Continuation of the Work of Christ. Brother Barnum says, The spoken word is the original seed. They will love him, love his, and will have his potentials, for he is their head. And they are his subject, subject to his head, hardship, headship, sorry, headship of Christ. So, I'm getting older too, not 67 yet, but <laughs> going there. <laughs> Headship of Christ was his, 
Notice what harmony Jesus never did anything until sin of the Father, or the Father showed him first. Harmony between God and Christ, see, see John 5.19, so will the bride, and he shows her his word of life. He shows her and she receives it. She never doubts it. Nothing can harm her, not even death. For if the seed be planted, the water will raise it up again. Amen. Then I got a great big hallelujah. The prophet says, here is the secret. The word is in the bride and the mind of Christ to know what he wants done with the word. Amen. Amen. And she does it in his name. She has thus saved the Lord. Then it is germatized, so the Holy Spirit waters it until it is grown and serves the, its purpose. They do only his will. Amen. I believe that. No one can persuade them different. They have that saved the Lord or they keep still. It says, then they will do the works of God, for it is himself in them continuing his word to fulfill as he did complete in his day. Amen. So they will do the works of God so that the continuation of the works of God, for it is in himself, for it is himself in them continuing his word to fulfill as he did complete in his day. All things when he was here, and the prophet says, he did not complete all when he was here, for it was not time yet. As great, as powerful as the mighty God unveiled behind, beyond that flesh, or the, 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 the deity of God was in that flesh, he did not complete everything back then, because it was not time yet. He left something for the bride to do, amen. As Brother Wright says, the bride will have a ministry. She has a ministry. She has something to do. Amen. All things when he was here did not complete all when he was here, for it was not time yet. Now, let us stand like Joshua and Caleb. Now, watch close. This is going to have a spiritual background. Now, let us stand like Joshua and Caleb as we see the promised land coming in sight. It's nearing the time to be given. Joshua in Hebrew means savior and represents the promise and time leader to take the church over. So Jesus Christ did not complete everything when he was here, but left something for us. The same as it was for Joshua. That was the end of the quote in my note. And the same as it was for Joshua. He did not finish the work. God did not give the whole land at Israel to Israel all at once, all at once. He gave it little by little, little by little, little by little. He gave them little by little because he knew that if he gave them everything all at once, said all the beasts will come and devour and they gave that explanation. So they have to conquer, they have to go in it little by little. And that's the same thing that is happening to the bride. Joshua 13, 1 says, Now Joshua was old and stricken in years, and the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. This is the land that yet remaineth, all the borders of Philistines and all Geshurim. So there was still time, there is still land that had to possess. I believe we there's still land that we need to possess. I still believe that there's still work that to be done by the bride. There's still work that we, you and I have to do. And God wants to do that work. God wants to do that work. I want to emphasize on what, God, what the prophet says here. God wants to continue his work. He does not want you to continue his work. He doesn't want you to continue his work. 
That's a, that's a little difference there. He doesn't want the person to continue the work. He wants himself to continue the work <laughs> through the person. Amen. So, because people can go, and that's why have different denominations and different ideas. People that can see and they want to do the work on their own. They want to do things, or the things that are to, to give God a service and do things on their own. Because no, and they do all different kinds of programs and different kinds of ideas. And this is what we have to do. This is what we have to do. No, that's not. That's the problem. That's not. That's not the issue. What we have to do is God himself doing his own work to the bride. So you need to be in the channel where can God can use you to do the work. Amen. You need to be in the channel where we have to be born again of the Holy Spirit. That has to be the Holy Spirit working through you. Amen. Amen. Think about it. The same as Satan is inefficient without using a body, God cannot work efficiently without using a body. But they mentioned this this morning, and they said it so well. God cannot work efficiently without using a body. God is infinite. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. He can do whatever he wants to do. God is God. He's a mighty God. He could, he could preach through the sun. He could preach through the tree. He could, he could do whatever he wanted to do. But he chose a man. He chose a woman. He chose a human being. Through him, through him or through her, God wants to work. Amen. So that's what God, that the channel, that what he has purposed himself to do, and that's what he wants to continue to do. The Bible says, the prophet says, you shall see me, and we will see Jesus. He says, we shall see me, the believer, for high personal pronoun, I will be with you, even in you, until the apostles are gone. No, sir. Until the end of the world. Is that right? I go away, but I come again. Is that right? I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. No plan or gospel. I do not know anymore. Plan or gospel. Then here is the challenge. Now, if he would come, how would he? How, how would he? Jesus has no hands on earth today, but your hands and my hands. He uses my mouth and my mouth. He uses my mouth and your mouth, my eyes and your eyes. And the whole thing is submitting yourself to the Holy Spirit of God, God's work through the individual. Do you believe that? Amen. As we see in the first Exodus, God came down and came, the Bible says God came down and he came down according to the promise with a mighty hand in order to deliver Israel from Egypt. But God, the same God who came in mighty power, the same God who came down, he said to Moses, I come and I'm ascending you. I come and I'm sending you, and we know that I'm coming and I'm sending you in order to show that God wants to use a human being. God has always used a human being. God wants to use a human being. Amen. You want to say that God, Moses could think, God, you are the mighty God. You are the powerful God. Can't you do that on your own? No, I, 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 can, I know I can do that on my own. I'm God. But I want, to, I want to work with you. I want to work through you. You have tried the first time. You have tried on your own. You have tried different things, but it did not work out. But now it's the time. Now it's the season. Israel was not ready back then, but now Israel is ready, and I'm ready too. So it's the time now. I believe maybe you have tried different things. Maybe in your life you have tried different things. I believe Brother Barnum says at one point, quit trying. Keep trying. Invite him to come and work through you. If you try on your own, try on your own, try on your own, it doesn't work. You need to invite him and he will do the work. Amen. 
Praise be to God. So he tried on his own and it failed and he produced only one Egyptian dad and he had to run away from it. But now God was ready to use him. God was ready to, to, to come down. It was the time to work through him. It was the time to use him. And we know what the prophet calls it. It was a one-man invasion. Amen. What God can do is a miraculous. What God can do is a paradox. What God can do, we cannot comprehend. When God is doing the work. Amen. Human beings cannot comprehend when God is doing the work. The prophet says, it's a wonderful call that brother. Brother Simon sent to me, and I've just been thinking about it. And says, His promised word will be interpreted in you by Him, God's chosen place of worship. And His promised word will be interpreted in you by Him. Did you get that? The word that He promised to fulfill in the day that you are living in, you will be a written epistle of God, read of all men. Not what you claim, but what God does through you. So the prophet is confirming here that you will be, you will, the promised word of God will be interpreted in you and I. It's not even, it's, 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 it, you, cannot, you, cannot, you cannot stop that from happening. It has to happen. You will be the interpretation of the word of God. We have been predestinated. We have been foreordained. We have been already, it has already been prophesied that there will be a bride. And there is a bride. There is a work that will be done. And there will be people who will do it. Amen. But you have that, that person or that people has to recognize even what they have to do. They have to recognize, oh God, this is your time for you to work. And I want to submit myself. I want to yield myself. I want to make myself available for you to use me. It says, you will be a written epistle of God, read of man, not that you claim, not what you claim, but what God does through you. He will speak out louder than anything you could claim. God said, this, this sign shall follow them that believe, that's, that, that speaks through you. He spoke of this age, that what will be now, the believers of this age has to believe this, what he promised today. Just the same as they had to come into the ark to be saved, go out of Egypt to be saved, they have to come into Christ to be saved now into the word message that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It might be a small thought, but I just want you to, or maybe to just to reemphasize that God is actually waiting on us. God is waiting on us to be, or to be aware that he wants to work through you. God doesn't want, didn't want just choose you to be saved, or choose you to be in the rapture, choose you to be part of eternity. God called you and chose you because he wants to work with you. He wants to work with your life. He wants to work through you. That's the purpose of God. That's the dispensation we are in. God wants to use each and every one of us for something. Amen. We don't, despite your mistake, despite your failure, despite your background, despite what you have been through, God has a purpose. He wants to use your life. He wants to use my life. In the simple thing that you do, in the Christian life that you are doing, you don't know the influence it's having in the body of Christ. But you don't look for, you don't look for, you don't look to do things just to show up that I can do things. 
But I, God wants you to be walking in the channel to be ready for him to use you at any time. God wants you, does want you, you know, sometimes God, there is an emergency call. God doesn't want you now to look for, oh no, what is the cause that I'm going to look for in order to solve that problem? No, that's not the attitude God wants you to be. God wants you to have so much reserve inside of you that when there is an emergency that is coming up, God, I'm ready for it. I know my position. I know who you are. I know what you have made me to be. I know what the word of God says about me. That's what God wants us to be. The disciples in the book of Acts, it was not their acts, it was not their works, it was not their eye, it was the continuation of the works of Christ. If you look at the cases in the Bible, you wonder why God, the, bless, the, the, the blessing could not come outside of man. Why? You look at it, sometimes you look at it and read it, and go, how come, how come, how come it has to be a prophet there? How come it has to be the apostle there? How it has to be the evangelist there? Why, why it has to be the sister there? Why God could just not do it on his own? He could have done it, but he chose man. He chose a woman to work through it. But with the opening of the word, we realize that it is the dispensation of God working to man. God needs man. God needs woman. Even if you are a doormat, God needs a doormat. Prophecy. God needs a doormat. He wants a good doormat. God, if you want me to be a doormat, I want to be a good doormat. I want to be at a place where you want me to be. Amen. And doormats are very important. Amen. And we want to be that kind of doormat that, that, that God is pleased for it to be a doormat that place. The prophet says, eh, although an angel directed Philip to him, but the germ of life had to come through the body. Philip, where did the germ, where did the germ come from? Through the angel. The angel the, through the angel is a question. Through the angel. The angel showed him where to go. So he's talking about Philip who has to go to the eunuch. So the angel is a messenger, but Philip is a son. Philip had the germ, the message, the word, that how a child can be born. Philip had to lay, Philip laid his hand upon him. Philip baptized him in the name of Jesus Christ. There come forth the spirit of God's shoe. Now the germ had to come from the body. What body? Christ's body. Correct. Philip was a member of that body. Amen. You are a member of that body. And I just as much as we love the, 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 the Bible, as much as we love the tape, as much as we love that, but it, it, it's not as efficient as it should be without the body where it has to work through, without the manifestation of that word of God to be made real. Amen. As much as we love play, as much as we love to listen to the prophet, but we need man, we need woman. We need a life that is manifested. We need a living word. We need, we need the word to become living, amen. As the prophet says, we desire to see those living idols. We want to see the living, the living epistle. That's what we desire. We want the word to live, the book to become flesh, amen. God has to send Philip. God has to send you. God has to send me. We want, we, God, you and I have lived, we, we pass, we pass. <laughs> we go through the moment, sometimes we need a little bit of comfort. As much as words are important, as much as we have a little bit, I have all the tapes, as much as they all are important, but sometimes we desire God in skin. Amen. Just with God of skin, oh God, oh, that, that, that's more real. <laughs> 
Oh, may God help us to be more sensitive to that. Now, listen, the same thing took place in Acts 10, 948. Peter was on the housetop. An angel directed him to Cornelius' house. But where did the word come from? The body. An angel came and said, don't worry, don't call nothing unclean, just go on, don't think nothing. While Peter spoke those words, not the angel, not the cardinal, while Peter spoke those words, he was the body. He had the word. The word took hold. Oh, brother, oh, my angel directed it, but the life came through the body of Christ. Angels of servants, you and I, we are sons and daughters of God. Angels come to give us directions. We have a mighty angel. We have, the angel. We, have, we, have, we have the angels around us. But they come to direct us to the word of God. Amen. They come to direct us to do certain things in order to spread the word of God. Paul on his way to Damascus, the prophet says, a vision directed him. But Ananias had the germ, had the word. Amen. As so we think about it, even Paul, even the messenger of the first age, even as, as God chose him, but he needed someone to come and lay hands on him. Why can't the same God, the same, the same God who, had, who, who, who met him with a pillar of fire and he showed him who is Jesus Christ and, and everything. You just, I'm just going to put, a, little bit, put a, little bit, a picture here. Why can't just God do all the work and finish all the work with, with Paul and, and, and everything and baptize him with the Holy Ghost and everything? Why he had to send another man to come and lay hands on him? Because that's the plan of God. We are in the dispensation where the Holy Ghost has to use man. The Holy Ghost has to work through man and woman. He says, And I just saw a vision and said, Go up there and lay your hands. And we, we know the story. And heal him and receive your sight. The scale fell off his eyes and he rose and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Went to study. The angel directed. That's right. Paul had the seed germ. It takes the Holy Spirit, the seed, to give life eternal. Amen. As Brother Elijah actually mentioned it this morning again, as I was mentioning, I just said, oh God, thank you. Brother Banham says, gift and calling are without repentance. He says, I believe one of the hardest things that God has ever had to do was to get one mortal to believe another mortal. That's the hardest things. Because very easily we pick up, oh, this is just a man. Oh, this is the way to go. Oh, this is, a, oh, this is just a sister. This is just the way she is. This is the way. And then we, we put everything at the level of humanity. But may God help us to go beyond that. May God help us know that this is the time where we're living. God is using the brother. God is using the sister. God is using the preacher. God is using the song leader. God is using the sister singing. It, it's orchestrated by God. It is the dispensation where God is using man in order to, to spread the word of God, in order to, to work. God is using man. Amen. Even sometimes a child, a little child, is consecrated, is dedicated, even he has taken a step to go with God. That child, we can learn from that child. It doesn't, God has no respect for how, how many years you have been in the message, all the different things. God is, is talking to man, he's working through man, he's working through human beings. The continuation of the work of God is through man.
prophet says, the same message says, and a man is just a man until he's fully submitted to God. Then deity dwells in that man, the Holy Spirit. Not the man, but God in the man does the work. So Jesus then, when he came, he was a man born of a virgin birth. His mother was Mary. His father was Jehovah God. You believe that? And then that body God dwelled. God was in Christ reconciling the word to himself. Jesus said, it's not me that have the work. It's my father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the work. Jesus didn't put credit to himself. He put credit to God. It's him who's doing the work. If you want to find out someone, if whether he's doing the work of God, doing the work, look at whether he's taking the credit for the things that he's doing. If he's putting everything, pointing to himself, that's not God working. If it is God working, then you'll see, give all the credit to God, all the glory to God. Because it's not you doing it, it has to be God himself doing his work. It's the continuation of the same spirit of God working through man. Says when God was speaking through mortal lips that could raise the dead, still the waters and so forth. He said, when he ascended on high, he gave gift unto man. One man received a great gift of healing. So the people that laid in the shadows and were healed, not the man, but their faith in God that was in the man. Faith in the God that was in the man. Do you understand that? Another one, they have taken handkerchiefs from his body and aprons and laid upon the sick people and evil spirit went out of people. Not because it was St. Paul, he was a man who lived in flesh like you and I, and he died. Yet to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ like we do. It was in the man that done the healing. It was the spirit of God in the man that had done the healing through the faith of the people. Oh God, help me to see beyond my natural eyes to see that it's God working through the people. In their peculiarity, in their different ways, in their sometimes repetition of the same things. You can see sometimes you, you have heard it from many times, many times, many times from the same thing. It's like, oh, that person keeps repeating and saying, that's only him. But it happens that God speaking through that. Maybe not for you, but someone else. God wants to continue his work in this time. The Father is still working, so shall we continue to work. We are saved so that Christ can save others through us. Prophet says, the prophet like unto Moses, to you here who have received him as your savior, and you want to be filled with this power of his presence that he might speak through you and work to save others. In other words, you are saved and you become a little savior. Because God wants to use you to save others. God doesn't save you only for you to stay saved. God wants you to be saved so that through you, you can save others. <laughs> the prophet says again in another message, God gives always find their places. Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the city of Nazareth, the meanest city there was in the land. But out of there, God chose a little lady to give birth to his son, an incubator, a womb that had a baby that had to be born. He looks such a person to do it. God works through human beings to redeem human beings. God works through human beings in order to redeem other human beings. He can take you, work through you to redeem humanity if you completely dedicate everything you are 
Oh God, what shall I do? What work shall I do? No, you don't have to do any work. The only thing you have to do, God, I want to dedicate my life to you. I want to live for you. I want to give you everything that I have. Then the prophet says, if you're a young woman, dedicate your morals. If you're a young man, dedicate your morals. Dedicate your mind. Dedicate your thinking. Dedicate your heart. Dedicate your soul. Dedicate all you are. And let Christ work through that. What a glorious thing. And another message, it's worth to be the best. He's worth of the best. What do you do for him? Give him the leftovers. Give him the leftovers. Oh, yes. You run all around all day and give him three minutes at night before you go to bed. No. He deserves the best. Friends, he deserves everything you got. What you do about it, you give him just anything. He takes it, he takes it anyhow. Give him the best of your life. Oh God, I want to give you the best of my life. Sometimes you can be there and I usually repeat that quote many times when I'm, even I'm talking to him. We've been busy and going different things and everything. Oh, we end up by the hand of the day. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm just giving you three minutes. Oh no. I want to give you the best of my life. But sometimes, I don't want to put that as a burden, but, but sometimes it, it's good to give him the early hours before you get distracted in so many other things. Give him the best of the very hour. And whatever you see, that uh, all, the, all the day is built upon what, what, you, what you have given him. Otherwise, there will always come something coming up, just something coming up, just something coming up, just something coming up. How many have experienced that? <laughs> just something, oh, I will give you at, at nine, or something come, I will give you at twelve, something come. Oh, God, help us to give you the best that we can. He deserves everything you got, but what do you do about it? You give him just anything. He takes it, he takes it anyhow. Give him the best of your life. Give him the best of your songs. Give him all your talent. Give him everything you got. Give him your feet. Give him your hands. Give him your eyes. Give him your mouth. Give him your ears. Give him your soul. Give him your heart. Give him your praise. Give him everything you got. Hallelujah. He's deserving the best. And minister to him in psalm and prayer and in thanksgiving. Sometimes we have a wrong conception of the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is not here to give us the seal of redemption, only to give us the seal of redemption to be part of the resurrection and the rapture. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is actually here in order to put us in service for God. The prophet says, in the, what is the Holy Ghost given for? He says, if you feel the least attack, don't turn it away. What is the Holy Ghost guarding you? What is, it, what is for? To continue his work among his people, to bring his church together, to bring the church to a place in this day, far beyond the Lutheran, the Methodist, and Pentecostal, into a place to an adoption and a rapturing grace. Amen. Brother, just mute me a little bit. I just want to blow my nose, please.
The birthday, thank you. So the birth, the new birth is not the final step. The prophecy is just the beginning. It's just the start. That's where you're starting for. So the new birth is for you, for you and I to be put into service. We are not here to continue the work of a certain church. We are not here to continue the work of a certain man. We are not here just saying, oh, no, I'm doing this work just because I want to please the pastor. I want to do this work because I'm just for continuing the legacy of that man or that man. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to continue the work of Jesus Christ. The purpose is to continue the works of God. Amen. Yes, we will not move the, the landmark, we will not move the boundary, we will not move the foundation that the elders have put, that the apostles have put, that the prophet has put, that the pastors have put. We are not going to move that, but we are, it's the work of God. Amen. If you take it as the work of man, you are going to fail. It has to be the Holy Ghost doing the work, and you have to work in collaboration knowing that it is the work of God. You are not rendering the service to a man, you are rendering the service to God. Amen. When you are serving your husband, you are not serving just a man, you are serving God. When you are respecting your children, as we heard this morning, it's not because, it was not just because he's a child and you have to be because he's your own child, but you are respecting God. When you are working at your own work, it's not because just you are respecting the boss, but you are respecting God. Amen. Do everything because you are respecting God first. Amen. A Christian lives by faith. It means he lives by revelation, amen. It's the revelation inside of the Christian that is helping him to walk accordingly, according to the word of God, amen. Amen? i just keep your things here. Now, the dispensation we are not is not just God using one single man or using Jeremiah, using Isaiah only. It was the dispensation of the father back then. It was the way that the prophet used to be, or just using one prophet, one man. Now God is using many members of the same body, of one body. As the prophet will call it that God is now kenosing himself. God is pouring his Holy Spirit instead of the church. All that was in God, he poured into the Christ, and all that was in Christ, he poured into the church. So it's just a continuation, the prophet says. That day you will know that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me, and I in you, all together the Holy Spirit working among his people. The Lord Jesus Christ was the continuation of God. It was the continuation of the work of God. The book of Acts is the continuation of the book of Acts is of the Holy Ghost was the continuation of Christ. And today we are the continuation of Christ. Amen. In this second, this book that we are writing is not the book that of our own act, of our own works. It is the book of the continuation of the work of Christ. Amen. Exposition of the seven churches, the prophet says, Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. Christ is the continuation of the book of Acts. Not a man is a continuation of the book of Acts, but Christ himself is the continuation of the book of Acts. Amen. The book of Revelation shows how the Antichrist spirit will come into the church and defile it, make it lukewarm and formal and powerless. As Brother Ed has been inspired and is talking about that and so put it so well. It exposes Satan, revealing his works, attempting destruction of God's people, the discrediting of God's word right down into the time he's cast into the lake. Of fire, he fights that he cannot stand it. He knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church, amen, and what she is and what she stands for, and she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. 
We are part of that invincible army. Why? Because it's God himself doing the work. It's God himself fulfilling his promises. It's God himself bringing the bride to the full maturity. If they get a true revelation of the true spirit within the framework of the church, the Christian church, and by God's spirit discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless before her. Why? Because he's only powerful as much as you give him a little bit of room. If you don't give him room, he has no power. Amen. If you don't give, if you don't, if you, if you, he's exposed, he has no power. Amen. That's what we desire. We desire Christ to come inside of us and to expose the enemy, to give us more revelation. Jesus is the head. He came to destroy the works of the enemy. Now we have to continue the same works because it's not our potential. It is the potential of the head as we heard at the beginning. The body has to follow the head. Amen. The body has to follow the head. That's why the leadership of the Holy Ghost is very important. Not only important for the leadership of the church, but the leadership of the Holy Ghost is important in each individual Christian life. The prophet says, spoken words, the original seeds. Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Is that right? You all believe that. That's why. What was it? God's word, which destroys the work of the, the, hybrid, the hybrid, the devil. Is that right? He was done to do that. He was born to be that, to destroy the works of the devil. Now his body is to do the same. Our purpose is to destroy also the works of the enemy. Amen. We don't want to give him any room. We don't want to give him any room in our life. We don't want to give him room in our mind. We don't want to give him any room in our, in, our, in our homes. We don't want to give him any place. We are here in order to destroy the works of the enemy. The bride is not like Samson before the fall. The bride is Samson after he has been restored. He knows now the danger. He knows that, no, you know what? I have been born in order to destroy these Philistines. I'm not, I was not born in order to compromise with there, to be with Delilah. That's not what I should be. I realized what he has done through the ages, but now I've been restored. My aim and my purpose, Lord Jesus Christ, I want to die to myself. And I want now this Philistine to die with my old nature because my purpose is to destroy the works of the enemy. I have been born to destroy the work of the enemy. The bride is here to destroy the work of the enemy. Amen. How? Is it through your power? No, it's not through your own power, but God's power of the Holy Ghost will do the work. Amen. Amen. How? Or is it just, sometimes it can sound like a little bit of just theory when we talk like this. But the strength that God gives you when you are going through the bloom or gloomy, gloomy hours, just to put a little bit of song and a song that is playing. No, where that desire come from? It came from God. Where that strength came from, it came from God. As you create the right atmosphere, something is happening here. What is doing that is God still inspiring you to do that. It's God still doing the work. Amen. Let me take a bit thought here on the destroying the work of the enemy. Christ has already done the deadly blow to Satan. We just have to show him or to show the devil that it's already a finished work. The price was paid. You don't have to pay back anymore. It's already paid. The finished work of, of God, of Christ as Calvary, that part we cannot touch anymore. As the prophet says in that day of Calvary, oh, I love this message a lot. It's, 
like to go back to it more sometimes, all the time, whenever I can. It's, it's one of the messages I like so much. The price that was paid and the bondage of Satan was broke. God put back into the hands of man a way back to what he was looking for. He had to weep no more. Hit when he broke the backbone of Satan there at Calvary. So Satan has no backbone. <laughs> no matter what he might try to do, he has no backbone. It means he's just, trying, he's just trying to show something, but he has nothing to show off. The backbone of sin, the backbone of sickness, it brings every mortal being on the earth back into the presence of God with sins forgiven. Hallelujah. Our sins are, for, our sins are forgiven. No more can Satan black out off from God. Black us off from God. There is a highway made. There is a telephone setting there. There is a line to glory. Brings every person in reach of that line. What has done that? The blood of Jesus Christ. What has done that? The work of Calvary of Jesus Christ. He says, if a man is full of sin, if it connected him on, in on the central, he can be forgiven of that sin. Not only that, but that sin is paid for. You don't have to say, I'm not worthy. Sure you are not. You will never be. But a worthy one took your place. So never neglect Calvary. Calvary, what he has done for our lives. I was, I was in sin and trespasses, but he took me back. From the miry clay, he put me on a rock that is higher than me. Says you are free. You don't have to wander anymore. You don't have to be a pleasure-seeking man out here on earth. For there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein. Where sinners plunge beneath the flood, lost all their guilty stain. You don't have to be lost. There is a highway and a way, and it's called the way of holiness. The unclean don't pass over it, for he comes through the fountain first, then he enters the highway. He broke the powers of Satan. He opened the prison doors of hell to every man that was shut up in this earth, in the prisons, fearing what he died what death would be to him on Calvary, open those cells, cell doors, let every captive go free. You don't have to no longer be torn down by sin. You don't have to be no longer yield your members to sin, drinking, smoking, gambling, telling lies. You can be lying, a lifeline that is anchored in the rock of ages. Nothing can shake you from it. It's a possibility. It's a reality. Nothing can shake you from it. No winds can shake you from it. Nothing can, even death itself, can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. That's what Calvary meant. Amen. The price is already paid. That old snake is, is already crushed. You know, if you are crushing a snake, you don't start by crushing him by the tail. He will still be alive and might escape. You need to crush him by the head. Once you crush him by the head, he's dead. Amen. He might still be moving, but it's completely, just give him a little time, he will be dead. That's what Calvary has done to the devil. He crushed his head. He crushed his head according to Genesis 3. He crushed his head. He has no life in him. He's just moving. He's just a bluff. What we have to do as the bride now, we need to come and just crush the tail a little bit more, 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 more. Amen. By confessing the word of God, it is written, it is written. God promised to me, it is written, it is written, it is written. Amen. Confessing the word of God all the time. He will
will come and try to blow in your mind different things, negative things. Don't look at that, as Brother John preached. Don't look at that. Look to Calvary. Look to the brazen serpent. It is already paid. By his stripes, I'm already healed. I'm not going to look at the symptoms. I'm just going to look at the promise of God. Satan, you have already been defeated. You have no power in my life. Now I'm just part of Christ. I'm continuing the work of God through me. Amen. Prophet says, Christianity versus idolatry. The list of his believers, no matter how, how long, how little, whatever you are, the list of the believers has all evil under them. Christ is the head of the body. Is that right? Well, whatever the head is, the body is with it. Where my head goes, it takes my body with it. Where Jesus is, the church is with him. Amen. He doesn't get out of his word. He stays in his word and watches over it to make it manifest. His church is with him. But look, you say, Badobanam, I'm the least one. I'm the soles of his feet. He says, but remember, he has triumphed with you. Triumphed with you over every bit of it. Even you are the soles of his feet. Every sickness, every devil, every power, every death itself. Is still under your feet. It's still under you. Amen. Because when he crushed, he crushed his head. You were even being under the sole of his feet. You still crushed his head too. Don't let him go above you. You, he has to be under you. Amen. Talking to myself, the devil has to be under our feet. Don't let, don't give him any place. He has to be under our feet. The continuation of the works of God or the continuation of the work of Christ is to put the enemy always, all the time, under our feet. I like the illustration of Joshua when he went into the land and he conquered all the five kings and he called all the people and said, you come now. I know I have put him under my feet. Joshua represents Jesus Christ. I know that I've put those, those kings under my feet, but now it's your turn. Come, everybody Come. And they were scared because they were great kings. They were scared to come. So be strong. Come. I, I, we have the promise. And each one now came and started putting the, head, the, the foot under the head of that, the, those kings. And then Joshua told them, what you have done to these ones, you will do that to anybody else that will come against you. <laughs> Praise be to God. What Jesus Christ has done is what not only for Jesus Christ, for every member of the body of Christ can put the enemy under their feet by staying with the word of God. Amen. The word of God will defeat Satan anytime, anywhere, under any circumstances. Praise be to God. Jesus Christ, as he was talking to the disciples, was telling them, you know, I'm going, but I'm not going to give you, leave you fatherless. I will send you the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. I'm not going to leave you by yourself, but I'm going to send you the Comforter. John 16 said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. If I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. 
But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And then another message the prophet says. But he says, you want to put the scripture down, says John 14, 12, the works that I do shall you do also. That is body. I believe, and I'm putting a bit of a paragraph here. The prophet will take the scripture and say that it's not only that the bride will do the same works or the same number of his works, but he will do the same kind, but even more than that. Greater works will the bride do because it is expedient that he goes so that the Holy Spirit can come and do the work to the bride. Not only one person, but many members. And they will do greater things. Those are the, what are those greater things? Those greater things the prophet will give many. We, we know already the greater things. The prophet will say the greater things is the Holy Ghost. When there comes a time that God through the Holy Ghost reveals Christ back in the church, so then Satan turns over his, his he says, and the power and demonstration of healing the sick and making the signs that he say that will follow the believers come to pass. Then Satan turns over in his bed. He does something about it. Until that time, Satan don't care how much church you join. He doesn't care how much. But when Christ revealed to you that he is the son of God and the works that he did, you do also. Not some other works, but the same works, he says. Says he that believeth on the works greater things than this, because Christ could not preach the baptism of the Holy Ghost, will be greater. He could not bring it to them because the Holy Ghost hadn't yet been given. But when Jesus came and sacrificed his life and the Holy Ghost returned, then they could impart eternal life to the people. That's the greater. The greater work is you can impart eternal life to the people. You and I can impart eternal life to the people. The Holy Spirit has come down to do those things. The Holy Spirit is here to do those things. What is to impart eternal life? How is it possible that a human being can impart eternal life? Amen? How, how is it possible? Look at that thing. It has been just thinking on my heart. It has just been bubbling in my heart. Now the bride has the power to impart eternal life to someone else. Oh, praise be to God. <laughs> think a man, think, 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 think of a person. If you see, when Jesus Christ was there living and he said to one person, you know, thy sins are forgiven. All the scribes and the Pharisees, they were shocked. Who can say that? A man can say that? Only God forgives the sins. They were right. Only God forgives the sins. But the one who was speaking, it was God. God was saying those words through the mouth of Jesus Christ. That's why he could say that. So they were right, but they missed to see where the God that we're saying could say, that, where the God that we're worshiping could speak those words from. That's what they missed to say. When we say that only a man can impart eternal life, it's not that a man could do that and impart eternal life, but the God in the man can impart eternal life to someone else. God desires to do that. God wants to save others. God wants to redeem others. He's still the redeemer. He's still the savior. But he's using human beings in order to impart eternal life to others. Amen. We are the type of Elijah and Elisha. We are the Elisha because we have received the double portion of Elijah. Elijah, Elijah himself being the Lord Jesus Christ, we have received the double portion. Brother Manam put that parallelism many times. We have received the double portion of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ in type. 
The Lord is spirit here. The time is against me, but give me a few minutes again. God doesn't deal with the church as just an organization. He doesn't deal with the church, but he doesn't deal with the church as a group of people. He deals with the church as individuals. Each individual in the church. Now, it's a time, it's no secret, we'll see that when a man proves and God loves him, he takes him out somewhere to him. There in the front of angel, he does something for him. He lifts him up here in the presence of God and gifts him and fills him and sets him. That's the age that we are living in. He says, same Holy Spirit that, sa- that saved the Luturian, that sanctified the Methodist and baptized the Pentecostal, is now setting in order the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. When it will be so powerful that body will come into this group, a church that will draw the rest of them from the grave, that will be a resurrection. That's what the Holy Ghost is for. What is the Holy Ghost? Without us, they cannot be made perfect. They lived in one day. Under that, we live in another day. When the enemy comes, like in the flood, the Spirit of God raises a standard against it. The same Holy Spirit that lived, the same Holy Spirit that did the work of justification, that did the work of sanctification, that did the work of the baptism with the tongues and the gift, is the same Holy Spirit that comes and gives now the power for the resurrection. It's being manifested in a greater dimension. It's being manifested in a greater level. It's being manifested in a point where now not only will come to the justification, sanctification, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, now we will come into adoption. Now we will come into the resurrection. Now we come into the rapture. That's the time where we are living in. And those are greater things than what were done in the past through the ages. We are coming to the manifestation of the life of Jesus Christ itself. Amen. The greater works is the creative power of God in the word of God that has been restored. Amen. Could you do greater things? The brother Bram says, I've translated many times more by the same thing, greater is said in John 14, 12, greater works than he shall see do. Did you notice when he went to make water into wine, he took water first and already created substance and turned it into wine. But when he fed 5,000, you know, he took a fish and was swamped. But now in this age, there was a creative power. Amen. That creative power, that power comes, it's the same Holy Ghost, but now it manifests in a higher level, in a greater level. Why? Because it has to bring faith for the rapturing, for the rapture, faith for the body change, faith for the resurrection in the other time. It is the same Holy Spirit, but being manifested in a greater level. Amen. That's why the prophet will say, Christ has more success in my ministry than he had in his own ministry. Not his own man ministry, but it was Christ continuing the work through him. And he had more success in his ministry than when he had his own ministry in, in the Palestine. The bride is come to the level where the bride can forgive the sins. It says, whosoever sins you remit, to them they are remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, to them they are retained. Now the Catholic Church and many others made the big mistake. They go out and say, I forgive your sin. That wasn't it. How did they get sins forgiven in the Bible? Peter answers that question on the day of Pentecost. He said, what can we do to be saved? How can we get this and that 
That's all. He laid down the prescription, told them, said, repent every one of you towards God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What for? The remissions of sins. That's the greater works. Amen. The remission of sins, that's the greater works. Amen. Then in the same, the same message that day of, 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 of Calvary, he says, a little while, the world won't see me no more, yet you'll see me. I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. I will not leave you comfortless. I'll pray the Father. He will send you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the world cannot receive. Yet, you can receive him. Now notice, the greater works was to have the power, of, of the, the power in the church, not only to heal the sick by prayer, cast out devils by prayer, but to impart eternal life to believers. The Holy Ghost was coming, given into the hands of the church to impart life. What was Calvary meant? It took stooped degraded, degraded man and woman and lifted them up into a place to be sons and daughters of God, to heal the sick and to impart eternal life. By giving the Holy Ghost to obedient believers, men who were once unbelievers, be made believers and impart spiritual eternal life. Oh, Lord, I will see that Jesus Christ could impart eternal life. But now a degraded, stooped man that God has raised from that place. And now we can impart eternal life. So don't you see what the greater things, that the greater things could ever happen was to impart eternal life to people. What is eternal life? The life that he lived, the life that was in him, impart that to others. Can a man do that? The prophet answers, a son of God can. <laughs> Glory to God. I want to give me a few minutes. I want just to finish with this thought. In the Old Testament, a priest could convey the forgiveness of God to the people. But in the New Testament, not only the priest could convey the forgiveness of God to the people, but he can impart eternal life to people. God is looking for priests. God is looking for faithful priests who can impart life to others. That's where the burden, or maybe it's just foundation, but just come to this conclusion. God is looking for the people who can be real priests to impart life to others. Eternal life is not only life for yourself. A priest is not a priest only for his own sins. A priest is a priest for his own sins, but he's also a priest for the sins of others. A priest is someone who's dedicating himself for others. A priest is someone who stays continually and checking his life in order to be a blessing for the other people. God wants to bring the bride to the place where they become faithful priests. Because he has made you priests, he will make you and I priests and kings. Yes, we will reign. But priests, we can start the work already now. Even kings, we can start already reigning to the devil already now. Reigning upon our flesh already now. But priests, we have to have that burden of Christ himself inside of us. Moses represented what the burden was that even the prophet could look at it and say, you know what, Moses... And the prophet will put that and pull that and say, no, Moses, how could, God, how could a man 
give a better answer than God himself. Says, if say, I'm paraphrasing, it was Christ inside of Moses that could stand in the gap praying for others. God could already see that desire of a priest in Moses. So that desire can only come through the spirit of Christ. God wants the believer to have the same burden. Amen. To become a priest. To become those who continue the work of Christ through them. I'll read this quote that has been a... It's kind of, if I can find it quickly. And the brother Paul just read it and it says... God set them in the church for the perfecting of the church that the people might know that he is not dead, that he lives on and will forever. He is in his church today doing his high priest work, working through his people as they yield themselves to him for the same purpose. The church today doing his high priest work, working through his people, as they heal themselves to him. God is doing the work of the high priest, working through the people. God is looking for those who can intercede on his behalf. God is working for those who can intercede to him on behalf of the people. As, oh, praise be to God. <laughs> because salvation of many people depends on our attitude. Salvation of many people depends even what we do or the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. Let's put it this way. It's not what we do, but what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. For the people who have never heard the message, we need to have that burden for the people who have never heard the message. Because God, in order to save them, he has to work through people. He has to work through you. As a father of the house, you have to have a burden as a priest to pray for your family. It has to be a burden. It has to be a burden. It has to be a consecration. It has to be a dedication. Like Job Job was constantly praying for his children just in case they make a mistake. I'm here as a priest. I'm, I'm here consecrating. I'm here dedicating myself. I'm here for the benefit of my children, for the benefit of my family, for the benefit of the church. Amen. That the continuation of the work of Christ, it needs real, sincere, and dedicated priest. The priest position is not only for the man. The priest position is also for the woman. It's also for the mothers. It's also for the sisters. It's also for the young people. I was even touched by the, see the burden of Brother Barnum. Brother Barnum, as he saw his father and working through the, all that, the, the, the things, that, the, the, the beer and all the different things, Brother Barnum had to pray for his father. Brother Barnum had in the field and he's praying and agonizing and interceding on behalf of his father. Oh, a young man praying for his father? Oh, Lord, we need more of those young men who can pray for their fathers. To the point, I believe, in my opinion, that Christ, so Jesus Christ saw that burden inside of him that this is, this is my nature. This is my characteristics. This is me. To the point that he has to be physically seen by him. And he saw him in the field and he called him Jesus. He called him, I think it starts by calling someone else, and then I called him Jesus, and he turned his eyes. What was he doing? He was praying for his father. Lord, I'm praying for him to be the I'm praying for him to be, I'm praying for him to be saved. 
That's the desire of the burden of a man who's praying on behalf of his father. To continue the work of God. Amen. Then God, is, God wants that. God wants to see that more and more. And I want that myself more and more. I desire that more and more in my life to see the continuation of the work of God through the burden of Jesus Christ through me. Amen. You see, Lord's salvation, depending on Abraham's interceding for, 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 for Lord. Let me put it this way, maybe to put it a little bit clear. God, as mighty and glorious as he was, why would he, knowing everything, why would he suggest to Abraham about it? in order for Abraham to be aware of it. And even God, Abraham has his bargaining with God to reduce that. God is letting him do that. Why would God, the infinite God, will do that, knowing that he had the last word to do everything? To see the characteristics of Christ inside of Abraham as interceding for that, to be a type for us in the end time. Your intercession is not only something that we do it by duty. Let it be by the burden in the heart. And God sees, he knows, he sees, he hears, and he wants to see that. To fulfill the plan, the dispensation we are living in. You look at Sister Etty Wright, a woman. She had a burden for her children. Amen? Don't take it in the wrong way, but... Brother Barnum was suggesting to her different answers, different requests, different needs. But as a prophet, as mighty as he was, but he was not, he was not going to, he was not where she was. She had a burden in her heart. As a priest, she had a burden in her heart for my children. And then when she expressed that to a man, that man Express that to God. That man expressed a desire and told her, I give you the salvation of your children. How can a man do that? It was not a man. It was God through a man doing that, responding to a burden of another priest who came to pray for that, who expressed that need to him. That's the same thing. Now, those principles cannot change. <laughs> That's the dispensation we are living. It has to be a burden. God, give us that burden. You can't force a burden, but you can say, Lord, I, I, I need perfect love. Because perfect love will bring you that burden. You cannot be happy seeing someone else suffering, even wishing for someone to go to hell. You are not at that point yet. You cannot... As Brother Ed said this morning, or for, for their children, or for, for uh, you, 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 you cannot, you, you cannot but suffer or not suffer. I'm, I'm suffering with the words to find in English, but you understand what I'm saying. You cannot let it pass just because, oh, that addresses other people. That, that's not my problem. No. You see a need, as a real priest, it has to be a burden. For your family, for someone's family, for the church. Lord, I cannot let it pass. It's my burden. Lord, may, may, may you answer to that. May you save that person. May you heal that person. 
because that's the part. Amen. As a priest, God answers to prayers. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. I know I'm, 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 sorry, I'm putting it in a, in a short version, but you, you, I hope God is, uh, God is uh, revealing that to you. Apply it to your family. If you got an unsaved child, lay the token right on top of him. Say, God, Lord God, I claim him. Stay right here. If you got a mother or, or loved one that lost, lay that token on them. Say, Lord God, I claim them. Why? Because it is the time of manifestation of the real priest. Musicians can come. It won't take too long, but I conveyed what or the thought that I had in my heart. Prophet says, the other evening, as musicians are coming, the other evening while I was speaking in the tabernacle, the church behind the place here, speaking on love and how that we must have the feeling of the people. We must feel for them and love them. Love is the greatest weapon that God ever put into the hands of man. And true, you can't fool people. You can't. You, you knowing I was a game warden, and he says, he says, I love outdoor just as a little sideline now to life to let you know that I mean what I'm speaking this. Until the burden gets on the Christian church for lost souls, you are fighting the air. Let us stop speaking. I believe in gifts and signs and wonders. Why? Certainly. That goes with the body. But let not put that ahead of love and lost souls. Let's get into a burden Let's get into a burden on our heart. I love the way Brother Tim Dodd said it the other day. He says, in everything we do, if the love is projected, grace will produce the object that the love projected. As long as we do everything with perfect love. That's why perfect love is important. It's not just a word. It's not just an expression. Perfect love is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost coming to the full maturity has to produce perfect love. In the in Proverbs says that that's what is eternal life. Eternal life is not only living for yourself. Eternal life is living for others, living even for the worst, the worst enemy, living for the person who hates you the most. But you project love constantly. You forgive. The perfect love will forgive automatically. Forgive all those things. If you are not there yet, oh God, fill me with more of that perfect love to forgive. To for, no matter what they do to me. Can you imagine a priest? Can you imagine the priest in the Old Testament? Someone hurt him in the afternoon, and the evening that person comes and brings a sacrifice. Then the priest is saying, oh no, I have to bring that, the presence of God. But he's bringing that sacrifice. God, I'm bringing this sacrifice. That person just hurt me in this afternoon. I don't want that sacrifice to be accepted. Doesn't work that way. It's not the problem of the person what he did in the morning. That's not the problem. God is looking at the perfect sacrifice. As long as the sacrifice is perfect, he's accepting that sacrifice. Ask yourself as a high priest, God working through our lives. You cannot go in the presence of God with a grudge for someone else. You have to forgive. Because the blood of Jesus Christ is pleading on their behalf. You don't know. Your attitude towards them can save the other person. Amen. 
You are, the, you are a mini savior for someone else. Because by where you display, the way you live, it has an influence on someone else. Amen. How is it possible? By yielding ourselves more and more to God. I feel like traveling home. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. No pain nor death can enter there. I feel like traveling on. Yes, I feel like traveling on. I feel.